0: what's up y'all welcome to two brothers yes i said two brothers and a shot of milk chris still didn't do his homework he didn't read his batman 89 issue 3 until he does he is out but it's okay because we have a jam-packed episode man we got a double feature but i'm getting ahead of myself i'm getting way ahead of myself what's up superheroes movies video games comics action figures anime cartoons and more I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Richard Wilson. We got Jack Walker Pearson. Gentlemen, what's going on? How was your week? What are you doing? What are you playing? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you watching, man? Me? Yeah. I finished uh, one of Rich's recommendations. I finished Darwin's game, Uh, the anime, which is that joint is fire. Especially like when you watch it simultaneously with Squid Games. Mm-hmm. a whole lot of life and death gaming going on. Uh, highly recommended. A great time. And then I bought a bunch of comic books that I haven't read yet, but I got the, uh, some of the joints that dropped on Instagram, man. I got that Dark Knight of Steel joint that I nice. haven't read yet. But I picked know. it up too. I got the other cover. The comic book store guy, he was like, yo, this is like, you know, it's a medieval telling of, of if, if kal and his parents landed in medieval times. And mm-hmm. Batman's like a knight, uh. but it's not like hokey. Like it takes itself very seriously. I got uh Superman seventy eight issue three. Haven't read that yeah, yet. I think I got yeah, it last yeah. week. Yo, this joint, Batman the Imposter. This joint yeah. is freaking fire. I got volume two. Yo, it's it's it. The costume looks like uh, freaking Robert Pattinson's, and this even some of the art does. Yeah, I mean it, you can tell it was inspired by it. But it's just a dope ground. It's, it feels like this is the spiritual sequel to like Batman Year One, as far as it's like groundedness to it. And then Robin and Batman, man, I haven't read it yet, but I love the idea of a story from his point of view. That was my week. Rich, what's up with you?
1: Playing Scarlet Nexus on, on Xbox, free on Game Pass. Uh, I highly recommend people picking that up. Pretty dope. It's like post apocalyptic cyber hacking almost in a way but in real life it's, it's kind of weird it's, it's a, it's a role-playing game mm-hmm. so you know it gets weird like that um and then i've been listening to because i went through all of my alien audible books and now i'm listening to the apocalypse crusade which is about a laboratory that makes a cure for cancer a specific cancer a specific lung cancer by using a mold which then goes haywire, and now people are turning into zombie-ish, um, the Last of Us type zombies, or like no stars. more cancer. No, actually, it was sabotage. I mean, spoiler alert, a little bit, but it was oh. sabotaged. and and there was two. There were two scientists making making the uh, making the cure. The first one worked, and another guy, it didn't work, and it turned everyone. It will turned the um, the guinea pigs into ravenous cannibals so the the one that worked and got the funding got <laughs> sabotaged, and now the the bad one is out there causing havoc i mean i'm I'm in the first like couple hours. What makes these zombies like different they're still somewhat conscious of of what they are like they're they don't not not so much just want to eat flesh and just mindless and, and they're dead they're still alive to a degree oh even though when they get after they get shot it, they it's coming to the point where they're like uh rebuilding and like um regenerating and then coming back again so like the the mold is like you no know, putting them back together and bringing them back to life so
0: whatever it does it like it does cure cancer but it also
1: does <laughs> turns you into a cannibal pretty much and you can't die cuz it just heals you but yeah. but and you also have uh like kind of like mold growing in your eyes like in your mouth and black um like black fluid coming out of you and develop claws and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh. That's why I said it's like last was type of thing
0: Yeah. Yeah. kind of mutate you
1: a little bit. Jack, what's up with you?
2: Uh yeah, it's been a heavy reading week. I think you missed one you maybe wanted to pick up while you're at your local comic book, which I would I have been the long Halloween Batman special. Uh-huh. I didn't know what that
0: was. I saw it and I couldn't figure out like is this a repeating oh, is hang this... on.
2: You mean you mean like the title was confusing? Yes, Halloween Batman (laughs) special.
0: But what does that mean? Is it a reprinting? Is it a sequel? Is it picking up the
2: story? Remember the other thing I picked up? Got a shout out to my girl, Peach Peach.
0: Okay. this is a
2: Venom cover that came out this week. Ah. Love me some peach. We'll post that on the gram. And then I picked up some Strange Academy. I've been pretty into And I got lucky, and I managed to pick up this variant cover of Strange Academy 13. It's the Arthur Abrams cover, and its value is skyrocketing right now. So we'll see how that turns out in the next couple of months. Strange Academy is a comic line where Dr. Strange basically starts a school for wizards. Strange is dead now, so that's a whole storyline unfolding.
0: That's good, though, man. Good pickups, guys. Yo, Rich, I got a question for you, man. What is it? I got a question for you. Who's always watching over Thor?
1: Who is always watching over Thor? His
0: Asgardian angel.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) I'll give you that one. That That was
0: charming. That was charming. That was cute. Like, if a little
1: kid told you that joke, you would smile at that one. I would. I, if my nephew came and told me, I'd be like, oh, "That's good." <laughs> that's cute, guys.
2: Yes. Can we try it in a kid's voice? See if it's better.
1: Go for I'm it, Jack.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Rich, uh, I can. Uh, can I ask you a question?
1: What's up, there goofy-looking nephew?
2: Um, who's always watching over Thor?
1: Who is always watching over Thor?
2: His as guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's actually sweet, Jack. It is actually sweet. All right, then it's sweet. <laughs> it's sweet. We made it. We made it. Now let's go down the street or right at the left at the stop sign. That brings us to the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. At the collector's corner, we pull something out of our bookshelf, out of our toy, chest, out of our video game case, and we show it to each other. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. Guys, what do you
1: got? Well, I'll go first. I went digging through my bookcase and I remember I got a few books. And um, this one is Batmobile. I got this from oh. Barnes & Noble. Nice. Um, it's pretty much the whole collection of all the Batmobiles that came out in, like, I guess, a brief little uh, run through of them all. Yeah. It's a long book. Yeah,
0: Boom. I love that one. That's a 66 Batmobile. Rich, uh, you're a car guy,
1: man So let me ask you What's your favorite Batmobile? My top three, I would say The 89, the animated And then uh, the Tumbler
0: I I don't know why I thought you would have put Tumbler first For some reason I don't know
1: I mean, the Tumbler's dope Yeah It's a dope Batmobile It's
0: it's functional Yeah (laughs) It actually
2: can do everything Uh, And it's got a motorbike in the middle of it Odd
0: Listen. Well, to be fair, the '89 Batmobile did like shed its size yeah, and turn it into
2: a missile. But, but <laughs> the Tumbler was made for military practical purposes. At what point did they put a solo rider motorbike in the middle of it? Uh,
1: when Batman got it, that's one.
2: Right. There fair go.
0: enough.
1: There you go. Does it come in
0: black? Was also does it come as also a motorcycle built inside? Yeah. In case I blow it up. <laughs> in case I blow it up. Jack, what you got?
2: All right. So um, again. Since uh, I had a little departure last week with the sword, I thought I'd depart a little further this week. This is a work in progress. It's been a work in progress for a while, but I am making my own replica Keyblade oh, from the Kingdom Hearts series.
0: Oh, geez, Jack.
2: See it back here. Yeah. Um, for those of so you who don't I know, get,
0: Jack's get, a freaking dope carpenter who can pretty much make Whatever he wants, if he has the materials.
2: Well, i would be lying if I didn't say that. My buddy Tom in New York didn't CNC the pieces that put a lot of this together.
0: Okay. So I'm
2: still carving it up. It needs a paint job. But uh, hopefully, maybe sometime next year, uh, I'll be able to reshow this in its finished form. So this is my nice. Keyblade replica from Kingdom Hearts. It's about four feet tall and pretty massive, actually. Yeah.
0: Sick, Jack. Pretty it's nice. Sick. Uh, what I got, I have a little statue here, Joker in a Harley Quinn statue oh. from like a DC's bombshell collection. You got yeah. Harley Quinn, like, you know how the sailors would like, I guess, meet the women when they came in, but it's reversed with Harley, like dipping
1: Joker and smooching him up. Uh, yeah, it's from that, uh, that famous picture that everyone was like, that, yeah. yeah. find out that they were complete strangers.
0: Were they, is that the truth? Yeah. They, they were complete strangers. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> but um,
0: I think it's dope, man. This is, I don't really have much statues. So this is pretty cool. I got this at when our boy Malcolm, our buddy Malcolm, who used to be on iZombie, took Jack and I to the D.C. headquarters and they let us raid their toy room slash statue room. And yep. we made out like bandits. And Lawrence
2: had an advantage over everyone, literally because he towers over everyone. He was top shelf in the hole. I was
0: grabbing yeah. everything. And I got like really long arms, too. Right. So they say you can only take what you can carry. And I'm like, you ain't say nothing but a word. <laughs> I took a lot of stuff. <laughs> no shame, yeah. oh, man. But guys, it's time. To put your comic book nerd intellect to its test. Let's get get ready to run. Guys, I have a question for you. If you can take any sidekick or supporting character in a comic book and give them their own solo outing in a movie, who would it be? Why would it be? And what would you call it? Ooh, that's a good one. Who would it be? Why would it be? And what would you call it?
2: Who's your daddy? What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, got, I was got. thinking Nick Fury would be fun, but Marvel apparently beat me to the punch. And is he a supporting character? I guess he is. He is in the MCU. Yeah.
1: He's,
2: I, was, he's got, I, I mean, you gotta, he's got his own. Everyone has their own comic now. Robin, every Robin has their own offshoot comics. Superboy's got their own offshoot comics. Fair enough. But in the MCU, he's a supporting character. Fair enough. Um, I got a couple runner-ups. I'll drop mine first, and then I'll double back to the runner-ups. I think it'd be really easy to do a Rocket and Groot spinoff where you're just following the origin story of uh, Rocket turning into Rocket. And him meeting group for the first time.
0: Question about your choice: Is Rocket would Rocket and group be considered sidekicks or supporting characters, or are they just part of the team? They're supporting characters of the team. No, they're part of the team.
2: Yeah, but they're like, but Star Lord is who you're following. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And people would people would flock to the theaters to
0: see that. I would. Uh,
2: Mm, Of course you would.
0: Rocket and Groot. Just call it Rocket and Groot.
2: Yeah. Or you could call it. You could call it.
1: You're going to make it complicated?
2: Don't make it complicated. You got to make it a
1: little clever. Okay. Okay. Go for it.
0: Rocket and Groot. There you go. Just just like take the
1: money. It's easy money, Rich, Why? Just take the money. (laughs) Why are we complicating the Kool Aid of water and sugar? <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't gotta start adding like cranberries to it. What I'm are you gonna do you <laughs> do?
1: Li- I'm, I'm gonna ask some fruit, some no, actual fruit. To this. It's Kool-Aid, Jack. It's Kool-Aid, man. Just stop it. It's <laughs> Kool-Aid, sugar and water. <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, You're right. You're right, Rich. What do you got? Uh, I was gonna say Damian Wayne. Okay, and just have him coming up in the um, League of Shadow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, have him coming up through that and then making his transition into Robin. And I will call it The Son of the Dark Knight. Ooh. Ooh. That's sick. I mean, it's a sick story. I can't
0: and it's a think.
2: good title. Son
0: of the Dark Knight. Sick story. Yeah. yeah. Because you get... This kid gives Bruce Wayne a run for his money. He's a savage. Yeah. It's like where Bruce had to train the other Robins. He has to, like, untrain Damien. <laughs> like you don't murder people great choice rich i mean i'm gonna go in the vein you went but different i'm going uh robin dick grayson i want to see that movie i want to see a movie about
2: actual nightwing movie
0: not nightwing robin 12 year old Hmm. kid loses his parents gets adopted by this billionaire and becomes his apprentice and but told from this child's point of view Hmm. And, and, and you also deal with Bruce Wayne as a father. Because I was thinking about this. It's like Bruce would probably start trying to train Dick. And because I imagine Bruce Wayne, you know, he's a silver spoon guy, education, like at his fingertips. So the physical part was probably the hardest part for him, training. So he tries to train Dick and realize the physical part's easy for you. Your dad taught you how to walk on a high wire doing flips when you were four years old. So their love story is like they're playing chess. I'm going to teach your mind how to do this work. Your body's there. If anything, sparring with you, you're my favorite sparring partner. I'm learning from you fighting, but I get to train this young man's mind. And in turn, you can get this really dope father and son story, but told through this child's point of view.
2: Wow. Wow. I mean, all you studio execs and, and producers and directors out there who are not listening to this podcast, why have you not hit Lawrence up to write some of these stories? Give me some money. What the hell? <laughs> Give me some money.
0: But um, yeah, I just call her Robin because take the money is Kool Aid, baby. We don't gotta, you don't gotta get yeah. too clever with it. Wow, that's good. good. Sounds good, Jack. What's your runner-ups though?
2: I was thinking it might be nice to see a Domino spinoff. Okay, would
0: you go comic book or would you go uh, from the movie?
2: I, well, I'd want to go comic book because there's a little more room for expansion, but mm-hmm. I think even if you base it off the movie, there's still room for expansion. If you kind of play the um, like black widow angle, like there's this stuff that we just haven't touched on yet, but now we're taking the time to dive into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. she's a dope character and I think it's kind of content. Would be nice to have. The other one I was thinking is Raven from like teen Titans, Raven. Yeah. Okay. Cause she is just an awesome character yeah. And the world that's tethered to her would would potentially, kind of like uh, Shang-Chi, kind of like Eternals, it's the kind of realm that has the potential to alter the MCU as we know it. Like, she's operating on a whole different spectrum of reality half the time. And we can play, so in, I think that, she,
0: we can play in that Constantine type of tone, too, because it's horror. She's dealing with, like...
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. She, and so... So I think, yeah, a Raven series, uh, a Raven movie, spinoff movie would just be sick. Brilliant. You
0: know, no debate today, man. Sometimes Mm. everybody just gives dope answers and there's nothing to debate about. I'm with it. Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. Short news week, short news week. So Henry Cavill, man, he did an interview and he was pretty much just talking about how much he would love to still play Superman. He was talking to The Hollywood Reporter. And he actually went deeper and and, and talked about that that the killing of Zod, like in his mind, and I guess where it was supposed to go before they went the Batman v Superman route, was you supposed to see repercussions of him killing Zod and how that affects his character moving forward. And Henry Cavill talked, like there were takes after he killed Zod where he was like crying, sobbing and screaming. Like when he dropped to his knees and screamed and what we saw, that wasn't part of the script. But for him, it was like, there's no way Superman can do this. And, and the fact that he also killed the last survivor, one of the last survivors of his own world, the last of his kind. So like Henry like really wanted to, to further out this story, but they went a different route. And he's like, he would love to come back and play Superman. He's like, the cape is in my closet. He also said he would love to be uh, Captain Britain if Marvel ever gave him a call.
2: Yeah, I Hmm. saw that too. So so what's wrong with this guy? What do you want to do? You want to be Captain Britain or you want to finish the Superman saga?
0: He wants DC to get off the pot.
2: Well, but we all want DC to start making some better choices because the atrocity that they let Snyder get away with in that film. You know what? Honestly, it would have been great to see Superman emote just a little bit. Give him a modicum of a chance to actually be the hero. And you don't get to see that till he gets a six-hour film seven years later about, hey, man, I'm going to tell everyone's backstory and him an hour to do so. <laughs> f*** you, Zack Snyder, for f***ing <laughs> my hero. We'll probably bleep that out.
0: <laughs> probably, but... That being said, he wants to play Superman again. And he also said, hey, Marvel, you know, let's let's get a bidding war going. And I think he'd make a great Captain Britain because B- Captain Britain is like the British version of Captain America. In a lot of ways, Captain America is the Boy Scout of the Marvel Universe, like Superman. So if anyone's going to play a British Superman Captain America, it should be Henry Cavill.
2: Yeah, but honestly... Mm-hmm. Let's let's see Superman done right for once. That interview I checked it out too and what spoke to me was the guy understood the content of the character and he mm. understood the emotional compass of the character and he understood that the character was being compromised in the script to make him do something that was so out of character that he had to fill it in as an actor.
0: We have mad examples of Superman killing Zod in the comics and other movies. So that's not true.
2: Well, what I'm saying is it wasn't depicted in a way where he had exhausted all other resources before doing so. He never tried putting his hand over the his eyes, he never tried he never tried doing a million things you could think of first before snapping the guy's neck.
0: That's kind and of And so
2: the fact that he had come up with a justification that I at least have to mourn the loss of killing the last of my kind and compromising my integrity Um, would have been awesome to actually see some of that.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, when I read the interview, I was like, wow, man, where's that take? And you know, reasons the movie has to end. And it has to end feeling like a Superman movie, not a let's cry with Superman as he cries as the credit rolls. It still has to end. With Big Blue flying away. And we're like, yes, can't wait for part two. Not like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to cry no, I agree now. with that. But, you know? but give him the moment. Give him the moment. I, I agree. Give him the moment. I will say, though, Superman has killed Zod in comic book and movies when he had other options. Like It's kind of a character thing. Like Superman 2 with Christopher Reeve, he literally killed Zod after the Fortress yeah, took his powers let's away. not
2: talk about that one. <laughs> also, Donner is not infallible. I mean, he literally had Superman turn the world counterclockwise, so... Anything goes super Superman. Also, uh, you know, yeah, they're there. Yeah. Listen, a lot of people have been given the reins at that character and a lot of people made some bad. The question is, Lawrence, when the hell are we going to have our shot at telling the story right? <laughs>
0: Moving on to yo, Disney Plus had a whole Disney Plus day where they dropped like all the Marvel stuff coming out, man. We got pictures of uh, Miss Marvel, which looks fun, man. Uh, look at this picture. We have a picture of Miss Marvel, where it looks like she's like just trying on a Captain Marvel suit she might have bought at Party City. Yep, and you know she's definitely inspired by this hero. So I can't wait to see that and how it ties into the movies. And also, yep. um, Monica Rambo that we saw in um, in uh, WandaVision, because she's also a Captain Marvel in the comic books as well. So I can't wait to see how it all comes together. Uh, we yo, know, She Hulk gave us pictures and a little trailer. Yep. Mm, that yeah. That looks freaking And I got to tell you
2: man, Tatiana is a just a beast of an actress. There t- there's almost nothing that woman can't do given the chance. Dude. So, I'm so about her having a massive massive uh credit coming up.
0: Man, and what I love about what I've seen so far is Mark Ruffalo is in it. Because, yeah. you know, you'll get these Supergirl shows and these Batwoman shows. And, like, we never get to see Superman or Batman in it until much later or never. And here it's like Hulk has to be a part of her origin. And, like, we never get that. And finally we're getting something like that.
2: I think the first thing I saw was a fan trailer. And at one point she was doing some, uh, some like, um, lawyer stuff. And they had... Daredevil in the background, man. Mm. These, these
0: fans got you. No, oh, man, they, they're making I, was these like, deep, I was
1: like, Whoa, whoa,
0: they're making these serious fakes, man, with like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Spider Man movie, and throwing freaking Daredevil and everything. Don't let the fans get you, Jack. It's looking <laughs> better and better.
2: The only thing that gave it away was the, the title graphics for the logo. I was like, That don't feel right to me.
0: And then another thing, and we'll talk about it in um, Shang-Chi, and but I saw it in this, is that I was under the impression after seeing endgame and infinity war that hulk didn't turn back to bruce because he didn't need to because he's smart hulk now but he's actually reverting back to bruce banner form which i didn't think he was going to do
2: well i think it's got to do with actor contracts and stuff like that and an actor it's like the iron man thing why they keep or spider-man half the time they take a mask off just so we see the actor under the under the thing so I think it's got to do with that. I think they want Mark Ruffalo in the film to validate the film and just for the content of his character being in the film. But Mark Ruffalo probably got to have a certain amount of face time other than just CGI Hulk walking around. And it's probably cheaper on the budget not to have a giant green screen Hulk walking around the whole time too. That's true. true
0: story. True story. Um, Moon Knight. Yo. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: Yeah. Look at that, that
0: shot. I'm, I'm showing yeah. the guys a picture. He's pretty much jumping from roof to roof Batman style with the moon yeah. behind him. I'm, this is the mo- this, I'm curious about this the most because Moon Knight, it's heightened, but yeah. it lives kind of like in that Netflix world. It's he feels far- like he fits more darker and grittier than what Disney plus have done so far.
2: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He's more like, like you said, Netflix daredevil kind of tone. So
0: I wonder what they're going to do. And you got Listen, Oscar Isaac and he's, 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 he's going to bring the depth. He's going to bring it. If I don't want know
2: it. how moon Knight translates to cheesy one lines, you know, mm-hmm. and not to say anything against the writing of, of these Marvel films. And a lot of them are just, you know, pretty great, but they sacrifice stakes for comedic dialogue constantly. And, that was one thing I really kind of appreciated about what this new Batman movie is looking like. looks like they ain't got any cheap lines in it. Oh yeah. And oh, I yeah. hope that, I hope that stays true. I mean, who knows? We might watch yeah. it and then two out, you know, the trailer was like three minutes of the most intense stuff. And the rest of the movies, a standup like- routine. <laughs> oh,
0: like yeah. with a, with a Hawkeye series. I was so excited, and I'm still excited, but I was so excited because I'm like Ronan. Like we get like he's a darker character now. Then we see the trailers, and it's like, oh, it's it's fun. And I'm like, still Disney. It's still Disney. So I wonder how they're gonna handle Moon Knight. Um, We're getting a freaking Secret Invasion series. Yeah. Freaking uh, Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, which is this is tripping me out, Rich, because in my head, Secret Invasion's like that's a phase. That's yeah. a whole <laughs> phase of Marvel. That's like,
2: but aliens that's kinda, are here, the Skrull. That's kind of the new trend. Like, these one-offs, these one-off Marvel movies are now doing humongous events for their one-offs that don't seem to pay dividends into whatever their big arc is.
0: But, like, when, when I think, of, I haven't seen Eternals, but when I think of that in Shang-Chi, it's like, I try to remember, like, Iron Man 1, right? Because the beginning of a phase, how much of it was really just all connected in the starts. But Secret Invasion, it's not a character. It's an arc. Like, it just affects the Marvel universe. Like, isn't that kind of
2: where we left him?
0: Fair enough. Well, we'll see what they do with Secret Invasion. Last thing that was revealed. Well, two more things that we're going to cover real quick with the Marvel Disney Plus days that we're getting X-Men 9 to 7. Yeah. They're bringing that back.
2: Yeah. Picking up from where it left off. Wow. Yeah, I got to tell you, one of my favorite video games growing up was there was an X-Men video game based off of the cartoon. It was a side-scroller. I hope they bring that back. Really? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you could put, well, it worked as you could pick, uh, you could play as Wolverine, you could play as Cyclops, you could play as Nightcrawler. I had that game. I hated that game. And, And... but you but you couldn't play as Storm, you couldn't play as Rogue, and you couldn't play as some other ones, but you could call them in. Storm like would just come in and just yeah. do them, like, zap, everybody. I, man, yeah. I hated that game. No, that game was the best. <laughs> uh, oh, Gambit. Gambit was the other one you could play as Gambit.
0: All right, gentlemen, now I think it's time for the double main event.
2: It's, it's time, time for the, for the main, main
0: event. event. Let's cast a vote, man. Which one do y'all want to do first? Shang-Chi. Ooh, Rich! We do Shang-Chi. Let's do Shang Chi. Let's do Shang Chi. So, guys, we are here at the beginnings of Phase Four. We have Shang Chi. It starts off with pretty much telling us about the Ten Rings, and, and 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 his father, who gets these rings, and is like alive for thousands of years, just conquering and conquering and getting money and power and influence and power. And he has everything. It's 1996. He has everything. They are like a League of Shadows. If you're a DC head type of organization, they've infiltrated history, man. They're like super Hydra. They're all over the place. And basically, the dude gets wind that there's a certain form of martial arts that like the gods taught the people, like is his, another conquest. He goes there, fights this woman who just controls the wind. They fall in love, Jack. It's like a love shack. Basically, they leave, they have a family, they both give up their powers. The people of her land is like, he's not welcome here. So they, ha- they, they just fall in love. She dies, father goes back to his brutal ways, puts the rings back on, gets the organization back together and teaches his son to fight by just t- child abusing him for like 10 years. But his daughter, girls aren't allowed. So she has to sit on the side and watch her brother be abused. <laughs> They are, he's given a task to pretty much, you'll find out later, but go kill the guy that killed your mother. He no goes and never comes back. He starts a life. He runs away, becomes Sean, lives a whole life and it's great. And then he gets attacked in a bus with his friend, Katie, because they're looking for the freaking...
2: They're looking for a green medallion. And he's fighting on a
0: bus. We don't know what's going on. They want his medallion. They get his medallion. He gets a letter. He thinks it's from his sister, who he hasn't seen in like 10 years. They go to China. He goes and fights in an underground fight club for reasons. And he finds his sister. At that exact moment of finding his sister, dad's guys come to get her medallion. They're all fighting. They meet their father. It turns out he didn't want their medallions. He just used each other. He used him to find them, to bring them home, to tell them that their mother is alive, trapped in a cave, and, like, that the place where she's from. And we got to go there. And these medallions, they open up a freaking water map, Rich. A water map. Dude, that's like iPhone 20. Water map opens up. They get the directions. They find the Mandarin, quotation marks, the the guy who played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, He's here. He's a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. He's here, and he conveniently has this little, little freaking nerf, little, little hamster thing that knows the exact whereabouts of this place. They get in the car. They drive to the forest. They get there. They find out, no, there's a demon behind that wall, and he's trying to use your father to get here because he has a Ten Rings. So he can open it up. They train. They fight. His friend Katie got no experience whatsoever, but she has a montage with a bow and arrow, and she's sick with it now. yeah Yeah. father's group crew shows up and they all fight while the father goes he opens that thing little dragon things come out the two teams realize holy crap we need to do something about this they join together a dragon pops up out the water you've been there this whole time they start fighting this other dragon that came out the wall they're on top of dragons fighting dragons and they're about to lose and then rich katie who has no experience, who just learned Mm. how to use the bow and arrow, uses that sucker and and, and shoots the dragon, allowing Shang-Chi to get the final blow. I missed the part because I'm so excited. Shang-Chi had to fight his father, and then his father pretty much risked his life to save his son and gave him the rings. Dragon goes down. Wall is sealed up. Shang-Chi and Katie are sitting at a restaurant telling their friend who called them losers earlier about their adventure. Then homeboy from Dr. Strange pulls them to give us an obvious but very vague vague cliffhanger into what may or may not come. Who knows after credit sister is now sitting at the, the, the 10 rings place with her crew. She's assumed the mantle of the biggest terrorist organization in the world. Yeah.
2: That's Shang-Chi. Cool. Well, I don't cool think we never. need to talk, about, I don't it, talk right? about
0: it. We're talking about Sung-Chi right now, guys, because it just dropped in Disney Plus Day. For those of you who didn't go to the movie theaters, I'm sure you saw it over the weekend, so we're going to talk about it right here. Gentlemen, what did you think? I enjoyed it. Oh, that's it? Okay, all right. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay, Rich. <laughs> I mean, listen, it was a fun watch. I also enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, uh yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good watch. I, I enjoyed the kung fu. The kung fu, excuse me. And um, the rings, I really enjoyed the rings, the way the rings were used. The rings I were really, cool. I really enjoyed that. The montage for the bow and arrow learning lessons? Okay. Because it wasn't even like a montage like
0: weeks went by. It was like, it was just a day.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was
0: like, it's you learned all day. this in a day.
1: Okay.
2: Because cool. it took them a day to get there. They had three days time before the thing opened up. So the third day, daddy was getting there. The first day they traveled there. So at most, she had one day to learn how to do archery. Yeah. Now, do, do either of you guys do archery? I have not. No, I do do archery. And the bow I use, is a traditional Mongolian horse bow, which is similar to the one she uses, which means it doesn't have an arrow rest, which means you're shooting the arrow off of your bow hand. Oh. So the, so the, so the arrow is literally rested on your hand as you're shooting. Now, the problem with this is, if you're an untrained archer, which she would be after less than a day of shooting, she's probably loading her, her thumb up with the, the quivers from the back of the arrow because she doesn't have a glove on. So if you don't know how to shoot, and you're not wearing a glove, you are just jacking yourself up. So there's no way, dude. I don't know what the that, F they were thinking. She could have that had one.
0: a crossbow with a hairline trigger and she it still got a, that shot <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, I mean, granted, the dragon was pretty big, and she was aiming for a center neck mass, I suppose. But As one million As it was flying th- and fighting through the air. Yes, and yeah. it was like, and it was like, I mean, it was a couple hundred feet, yards and, off, or and, so.
0: And wind affects an arrow's trajectory, and maybe aim. that
2: affected. Yeah, but you got to keep in mind they're all airbenders that live on this island. You so know?
0: maybe somebody airbended the arrow there.
2: It's hard to say exactly what You're was going on at that point. You're
0: filling in awe, the
2: gas. I will say this, though, Rich, and I'm glad you brought this up, my friend. The martial arts in the movie was just sick, and it reminded me, unfortunately, of just how atrocious it was to watch Iron Farts when that came out on Netflix.
0: I did not really enjoy this movie. Um, I thought the story was like Doctor Strange, it was like you know the typical Marvel story. I thought that it was too clean. I felt it was so polished and clean. Like when the father, when he first met the mother, that huge car accident when the, like the forest threw their car and he flew out of it, he was wearing all white. He got up and like, he wasn't dirty at all. It was one of those kind of like, it reminded me of those early 2000s movies where people have fight scenes and not a single hair is out of place. Like no one sweats, no one's clothes gets torn. And and watching it, it made the martial arts that was sick feel like I was watching a cutscene to like a really dope video game, like it was just so clean.
2: Clean, it was super clean, and it like the no heat wasn't there.
0: And um, it, not even the, just the performances, but just like no one was sweating. Like no one, you didn't have that moment in like um in Spider Man Homecoming where where Peter Parker's lifting the thing. He's like, come on, Peter, come on. And he's wet and he's sweating and he got blood. Like you didn't get moments like that. Everything was so perfect that it felt the stakes weren't there for me. And the martial arts I thought was sick. But they try to combine so much CGI, even in the bus, so much CGI and cool camera yeah. angles. And it's like when you got sick martial artists, you just let the camera sit there and let them do what they do. That was what was so dope about them old like Hong Kong movies and then you know picked up in the matrix and stuff is like we can just let the camera sit and do clever moves because the martial arts does it and it's like here it was like the camera was so in sync with the movement that I was missing how dope the movement was because the camera already cut to another angle I'm sorry so stuff like that it just didn't land and then like a friend that's just going to travel with you across the world that they're being lied to to almost risk your life and in the end like why did Doctor Strange's homeboy tell Katie, you come to? Like why?
1: <laughs> because of that sick shot.
2: Are you right, Rich? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so like there was just too many well but but and then another big one was the fighting ring literally had monsters in the ring, you know. Yeah. Really? But human humanoid monsters that were sentient and could hold a conversation were in the ring. The F did they come from? And when have they been around? And
0: or wasn't wasn't an Bob- abomination? One was Abomination from um, yeah. the Hulk. Why is he there?
2: That was the Abomination from the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked different than he did in the Hulk movie.
0: They designed him different, but if you watch it with like the closed caption, they were like and he speaks, it's the character's name. It doesn't say abomination, it says like Ellis or something.
2: Wow. So they okay. kind
0: of they redesigned them a little bit. Okay. But- All right. It to me, I mean, and then the idea of like we didn't I didn't know who Shang-Chi was because it wasn't really this lost soul who's the chosen one story because it kind of touched it. But then we moved on from it. It wasn't this father and son story. I didn't know what this movie wanted to be like Iron Man. I get it. It's a redemption story. Black Panther. I get it. The, the, The crown isn't what you thought it was. And here's the truth about your father. Like I, I underst- Peter Spider-Man Homecoming. It's like you, you, you're you trying to stand in your hero's shoes and you're failing. I didn't know what this movie was trying to say. I had no clue. So at the end of the day, we can have crazy special effects or martial arts that are good or it's not good. But if you have some, if you have a, something to say, I'm with you. I'll ride with you, good or bad. But I didn't know what it was trying to
2: say. There's something hard about having a movie like this. And it's and it's kinda like the Eternals too. When you have a movie like this, where you have these characters with these extreme powers and massive reach, and you're saying that, and then on top of that, you're saying they've been around longer than the MCU. Like like in this guy's case, a thousand years longer than the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. As far as cinematic storytelling started. Where the FC been? But I can I can get behind that. But the magical it, world, all this stuff. I it's hidden
0: on um, like like Wakanda, hidden from man. This but dude was
2: his place. Wasn't you go?
0: But no, but his place was like freaking League of Shadows. Ra's Ghoul. It's like no one yeah. knows. These guys are operating the shadows and perfected it for. I I got. I can't say for Eternals. I haven't seen it yet. But I got why we not, might not have known why these people haven't been here yet, and they're not heroes anyway. But what I didn't understand was, what did you want to leave me with here what What did you want and and then:
2: Well, it was kind of a passing of the torch story roundabout.
0: But I mean, usually a passing of the torch story involves uh, your hero either wanting it and he's not good enough, or he's running away from it because he doesn't want the mantle. Like we didn't get what's the what's his journey?
2: Well, he well, I mean ultimately, you could say both of those were in it. He ran away from it.
0: He didn't run away from the power. He He ran ran away from an abusive father.
2: Yeah. So inadvertently running away. He ran away. And then he wasn't good enough until he learned his mother's uh, airbending technique.
0: But it wasn't like he was trying to be good enough. And usually with some like that, that's that's the journey. He
2: just just instantly was instantly had it all.
0: Well, he didn't want it's not like he he wanted it. So he lived a fine life in America. He was. cool. We're good enough to answer this question. What
2: was the movie about? Finding oneself? Well, honestly, it's easier to say what the movie was about from the father's point of view. Absolutely. And we we start the movie with the father.
0: His point of view is mad clear. Yeah. He wanted absolute power and control. And that got diverted when he fell in love
2: for the first time in a thousand years (laughs) and
0: then (laughs) but that love because he wants everything and when he lost that love that was the one thing he can never get back until he until he heard the voices his actually his road is mad clear he's mad which could have made him such a compelling villain if we didn't end this movie in a laser fight in the sky we could have had some luke skywalker darth vader depth fighting between these guys and it's martial arts, right? So we don't need special effects. It could just be two martial artists, father and son. Father fighting for the love of his life. Son fighting to be seen by his father. Like that's what the story
2: But the son was never trying to be seen by his father.
0: That's the problem. You telling me you train and you hitting this wood, your knuckles are getting bloody and bloody and bloody and your father comes to you and says is working. That little bit of approval. You've been seeking that your entire life until your father asks you to kill someone and you're like, I don't want to be like you. But I don't. I thought except I did, but he, I don't. Except
2: for he did kill. Oh, can we talk about how horrible that scene was? So, so spoiler alert, wait, obviously. Wait, hold on. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. If you've come this far. <laughs> the mother gets killed. Now, at this point, the mom is... An average sized woman with martial arts skill background, but no powers at this point. So she's just an average person. Mm-hmm. And there's about 10 guys that come looking for revenge on the dad, but daddy's not there. It's just mom and her two kids. And they're like, fine, we'll beat up a woman. And then right before the 10 guys decide to beat her up, 70 more guys come to make sure they do it right. So she gets. Killed by about 70 guys who I assume at some point just all stomping on her. Who are these people? Who, who does that? <laughs> like, what kind of people are these? And then the dad goes, puts his ring back on and kills them. Of course. We're all like, yeah, these are the most cowardice people in any well, of the Marvel content
0: ever. And here's and here's the thing. I feel like Marvel likes to go big. And they'll, sometimes just with jokes, they'll go big for like, instead of truth. And here... How dope would have been if she got killed by three guys because she gave up what made her special for that love. Been
2: enough. Yes. And, and that it would have been,
0: been compelling enough. because we would have known she could have took care of these people easy, but she gave it up for love and she looks at her kids as she's dying and she's but not, listen, she doesn't hey, regret it. Listen,
2: even if the 10 stayed, I'm like, all right, fine. The group came and the group just grouped her. But then seventy more came out of, came out of the closet. Seventy more, like like, joined the ten to beat up on this solo person. Unless just the standing there by of, herself in a unless, nightgown, essentially.
0: She has this reputation.
1: I I think they had all those extra people because they were coming to get him originally, and they know he's he's a bad
2: But this, so then, but then, okay, but this is such a classic trope where you see a few bad guys, and you're like, all right, here we go. And they start to engage, and then a billion more bad guys just pop up. Like, how many times have you seen that?
1: A lot. Literally, it, it,
2: yeah. and, and it happened in this movie a dozen times. Happened in the bus. It happened in the in the building when they're going after the sister. It happened yeah. there with the mom.
0: But you know what? I prefer that because at least it's different than the Marvel formula of a big cgi fight at the end where you kind of fight a bunch of like alien like monsters sorry but you real. had
2: that too oh that wasn't this oh you're right <laughs> i
0: was like what's the point of all this martial arts if the last fight is against cgi it's gonna be dragons, two
2: dragons. <laughs> two,
0: two. <laughs> the sickest fighters in the mcu
2: in the lat the final boss fight is all and, cgi and can i sky. can i say this they ride the dragon and they're like they're like killing everything on the dragon's back. You're like, yeah, whoo! And then eventually they win, and the dragon basically parks up alongside the little riverside there, and they jump off the dragon. Nobody looks at the dragon. Nobody, nobody looks back. Dragon. Nobody's like, all right, dragon, or even even they, any, even but just they know dragon. it's there, right? No, you know what happens no, is here's here's what happens. It's just this big green or blue screen block that they probably walked off of, and the rest of the actors are trying to anchor themselves to any kind of performance they can get behind, which is looking at other actors, not Uh, failing to remember that, yo, man, the main character that the audience is looking at, the audience is looking at the dragon, not you right now, and none of you turn around to, like, look at the dragon whose eyeball is, like, half the screen? Come on.
1: I mean, it's like when people were shooting at, you know, CGI tennis balls. And, like, you got one guy shooting over there, the other guy shooting over there, the other like, guy shooting over there. Where
0: is the threat? Exactly, guys. <laughs> so my main issue with the movie, and I, I love everybody in this movie, especially the main dude, man. Like, I'm so happy that he got to freaking be a superhero. But my issue with the movie is it felt like it just it threw everything at it in kind of an Aquaman way. But Aquaman still had a reason for being. Like it was a a, it was a prodigal son story. It was I refuse to take this mantle story, and you have a wicked brother that were like there was something behind it. This I'm like I don't know. And the best part about it, they CGI it around the sickest part of this movie, which is the martial arts. We grew up on bad movies with sick martial arts, and we watch them over and over again because the sick martial arts. Yeah. And here, he's parkouring so easily. And it's not the actor. It's not the performance. It's the way it's captured. It's like, you know, Marcy, you know, in the movies, like the dude's jacket gets ripped. And it's like, oh, it's like this, like moments of like, this may not go well. You're overwhelmed here. And then, I mean, we saw it with WandaVision. We saw it with Iron Man, with Ant-Man and Avengers. It's just the end with just lights in the sky. Two guys who have similar power set where there's two dragons or two martial artists just, lighting up the sky with lasers. It's like we see that all the time. And I was hoping for something a little closer to Black Panther, a little bit more grounded, a little bit the fight is, is personal.
2: I mean, it did feel like a, a kind of a love letter to some of the martial arts films we've seen in the 2000s. You know? You know,
0: I was thinking about that because I was thinking, like, I loved uh, Kung Fu Hustle, Crossing Tigers, and Masterpiece. So and that was a, it was Poetry it was a dance so what about This didn't feel that way
2: I think you nailed it. It's, it There was this real It was so clean I do feel like the Stakes were lost I agree with you on that It was so clean it was kind of hard to Be worried for anybody Yeah it felt like
0: Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull
2: That's mm-hmm. fair
0: We're like And, it's, and that's
2: Disney Boston being or? Disney at it's best
0: you know cuz the original raiders it was sweaty it was dirty it was stakes no Texture. effects and then in, in in crystal skull it was like they were swinging from vines with the monkeys like it was nothing yeah and not a hair out of place
2: yeah and anyone who's never had any training could pick up a thing and be a master at it i did i did think about something for the first time well i'll say the yeah the cast was great aquafina was great the leads were great. Oh yeah. The dad was great. Michelle Yeah was great. She's Kingsley just I mean, was...
0: she needs to be in everything.
2: I was glad Kingsley was back in it. I mean yeah. that made that that one off short They also
0: fixed Iron Man three by having him in it.
2: Yes, they did. <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh
2: and the the guy who is Doctor Strange's running buddy. Yeah I mean, Wong, Joy- Wong,
1: right? Wong. Yeah. Wong. Wong.
2: Now, do you know what his name is? In real life, or name? no? His name is also Benedict. Ah, oh. oh, okay. So I wonder if that's confusing on set ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> New one goes by Den. One <laughs> goes by Benedict.
2: But you know what? He he would also going back to the uh, debate question. I wouldn't mind seeing his spinoff.
0: It feels like we're not getting it, but like just from him being in this movie and what happened in, in the mid credit, it's like he's taking he has his own thing. he, he like he had a leadership position. Uh, one last gripe, the appropriation of hip hop. Mm. Like I felt like it's been really trendy to drop rap music or rap culture in movies where it doesn't feel like the characters actually live in that lifestyle. So like Shang-Chi, he's wearing Jordans, right? And they drop the hip hop Mm -hmm. and his daughter just has graffiti all over underground fight club. And then when you see her back at the temple, this graffiti and hip hop music. But I never actually ever felt like those characters lived in that lifestyle. Where Killmonger, you couldn't separate hip hop from Killmonger. Like it was like embedded in his DNA as a character on paper. Here it felt like Y'all added all this stuff in post.
2: That's that's funny. Do you feel like that because of the content of the character? Or because they they're Asian.
0: Content of the character. If you listen to hip hop, if you have graffiti, if you wear in Jordans, that's how I mean, you're choosing to represent yourself in the world. So it's just the way you talk. It's the way you walk. It's it's, it's 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 not really tangible. It's un, it's not a thousand percent identifiable. But like. A while back we said uh, when we were talking about like Wolverines in the last debate and how Hugh Jackman, no matter what, just has a refinement to him. It's part of his DNA. It's in his, his cells. He'd have to probably spend months to like unlearn that genetic coding. It's the same thing with this culture and hip hop choosing to like this music and it influences the way you see the world. So I can tell when you just drop it as score versus like, it's a character in the movie.
2: I wonder Shang-Chi's character his costuming is obviously influenced by that. His jacket, I actually really loved his jacket. Like I would buy it. Clothes that. are dope. Yeah, his clothes are dope. But if you look at the content of his character, he would have been basically isolated for the first, what, 14, 15 years of his life until he's run off. Mm-hmm. So when is he? when is he getting exposed? His foundation's already been set. So he would be appropriating it although it wouldn't necessarily be in his veins.
0: So then why not rock and roll? Why not country music? Like you made a choice to choose something about this uh, spoke this. to you. You made a choice. I'm hip sure. hop was appropriated yeah. since the eighties. Like hip hop, yes. like hip hop was something that was demonized. And then all of a sudden it was cool when white people well, it did commercial. it or other culture when it got commercial. So we see hip hop dropped in, Sprite commercials, uh, Mm -hmm. sneaker stuff. And it's always okay because usually the spokesperson is someone that you identify as part of the culture. But then when you see like a Kardashian wearing cornrows saying swag, we're like, wait, this doesn't track. Yeah, I can. I'm watching your Instagram. When did you decide to start talking like this and here, the way shown with his speech pattern, the way his vernacular. What about this culture do you relate it didn't even.
2: It didn't even make sense. I mean, his, his backstory when he hooked up with Aquafina the first time as kids, she said his English was bad. And yet we see him speaking English with his dad before he even left and ran off. And he's got impeccable English.
0: I don't, I don't think him, I don't think Shang-Chi, I'm not saying he wouldn't have adopted into this culture and listen to the music and like love this world. I'm just saying, if you would have took this, if you would take the soundtrack off of Black Panther and I see Killmonger walk in the room, I know the soundtrack to his life just by watching him walk in the room. Same thing with Tony Stark walks in the room. I see his soundtrack, I feel it, man. I feel that AC, DC, 80s kind of rock. I see it, it's all over him. It bleeds out of his pores. When Shang-Chi walks in the room, and you took off the soundtrack, I would never put hip hop. And yeah. with the sister, if you told me, if you show me a picture of your sister walking around, I would never say, oh yeah, her headquarters has graffiti everywhere. And it's blasting rap.
2: Well, even her room it, back at the, her dad's compound looked like that. And it, did, it, did it match her? Like when you I looked so at her? I was so confused. I was so confused when I saw that room. That's I my wasn't point. confused when I saw her, her fight layer building. That didn't confuse me, so I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. But when I saw her childhood room, I, was I like, wasn't
0: confused by her lair because I, I was saw,
2: even confused where all the stuff came from. I was like,
0: "How'd you get this here?" I Amazon? wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't confused by her lair because I saw her lair before I met her. But once I got to know her, I was like, "This is how you decorated your office for real?" Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't get it. So that was kind of a thing for me where it just felt like it's trendy to add it in. It's trendy to give him Jordans. And like, that's part of his costume. Like I look like he had the cool Shang-Chi vest, the black pants, and he's wearing Jordans on his feet in that last fight. At the end? Is he? Yes. It's part of his costume. So it's like, if you put Jordans on a character, that's very, that's character specific, bro. Um, That's like, but,
2: but, but I mean, Mad comfortable and the guys got ups. No. So maybe but, appropriate. But any,
0: any sneakerhead knows that Jordan 1s are the most uncomfortable sneaker in the world. It's a 1985 shoe. You do not do nothing in that shoe. And they have not updated the technology. <laughs> Sorry, that was my sneakerhead in me. Like there's two kinds of movies for me, guys, in, in, in the MCU, especially with like phase one type movies. We're starting a world. Somewhere I like get behind Iron Man, Black Panther, like kind of like origin movies. And then some that are a little bit more like uh, a little bit more like Doctor Strange or Ant-Man, where it's good. But it's like it kind of you're following the clear formula here. And I enjoy the performers. So I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch Shang-Chi 2. I'm going to watch them all when they come out. But I, 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 I tasted the ingredients really hard in
2: this one. So if you got Disney Plus and you didn't see it in the theaters, definitely watch it. And it's a fun watch. And it's a fun watch.
0: It's a fun watch. It's great performances, dope fight scenes, and you get to watch it at home. And you already got Disney Plus.
2: And, and, again, and I've been saying this a lot lately, it's diversity in their storytelling with diverse characters. So if you want more diversity in your content, support this content. If you want things to go back to the status quo, don't watch it.
0: So, like I said, we got a double feature. It's time for the main event part two. Give me it to me, Jack. Give it to me.
2: It's the second Second main 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 event. event.
0: Man, we are into the world of Red Notice. What if Black Adam, Wonder Woman, and Deadpool decided to be a bunch of jewelry thieves? Heist! People, if you will. It starts off with pretty much
2: and spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
0: I'm gonna go through this real quick so we can talk about it. Basically, it starts off with Dwayne Johnson's character, uh Hart Hartley John. He's chasing after this guy who sold an egg, turns out to be Ryan Gosling. They're parkouring all over the freaking museum in Rome, just parkour everywhere. He's right. are you timing Reynolds? out, Rich?
1: Ryan Reynolds, sir.
0: What did I say?
1: Ryan Gosling.
0: <laughs> There's too many Ryans. Same. And you know what? Same difference. Same. No, not even. Whoa, Ryan Reynolds whoa, whoa, whoa. and Ryan not Gosling. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, excuse me, parkouring all over the place. We know it's Ryan Reynolds. He gets arrested. And then, all of a sudden, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock's character, John, gets blackmailed. He gets framed. He gets arrested, too. Who did it? It's the bishop. See, Dwayne Bond was getting info, intel from the number one thief in the world, the Bishop. The Bishop screwed him over. He goes to jail. He's bunked up with freaking Ryan Reynolds because the person was pissed off at him said, hey, how about you go be with a guy who hates you? They're in a Russian prison. They got to work together to get out. One's got to clear his name and one wants to accomplish stealing the other eggs. Eggs of Cleopatra, rich. They're Egyptian eggs of Cleopatra, three of them, very priceless. Fun fact, Jack worked on Red
2: Notice. He saw those eggs in person and they're pretty expensive, are they not? Fun fact, and I'll show you proof, I actually stole the eggs myself. Go ahead, continue the
0: story. They break out of jail. We find out that the bishop is the one that screwed over John the Rock, and they're they're hightailing it all over the globe because they need to get the second egg. Jack showed us a picture. We had to put that on the gram. He's with the three eggs. Jack is the bishop. So (laughs) they go into this like freaking party where the guy has a second egg they wind up stealing the egg god godot was there she's the bishop but she set it up because the guy throwing the party set it up for them to steal the egg in the first place now they're caught now this guy who threw the party he loves just choking people out that's his thing he takes off and his can shirt. we talk about how deep his voice is yeah. my name is lust i forgot what his name is but it was like this <laughs> And sometimes there's only one way to get things done. And then it's like he, he drinks, drinks Bengay in the morning. Oh, that's the way to do it, baby. He gets taken out. Gal, Godot's character, the bishop, she freaking takes him out with champagne. Knocks him unconscious because she wants the third egg for herself. We thought they were working together. She goes to get it. Ryan Reynolds is like, a lot about it. That's not where it is. Let me go and we'll get out of here. We'll go get it. They go get it. More bonding, more bonding. They're pretty much like in Hitler's bunker, man, the last butler of Hitler. they go in there, they find the egg, but those character, she's like, I've been following you the whole time. At the same time, Interpol is like, I'm following you too and we turn into that way in like this Indiana Jones national treasure movie, like we straight up jumped the whole we went from like Heist movie to like Indiana Jones. Uncharted territory. So they're hightailing it. They're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. They jump off a cliff and it's like, man, the rock is drowning. Ryan Reynolds has to go save him. He chooses the him over the egg, which is huge for this character. He chooses a person over a belonging. He goes in there all to find out the rock and Gaga Doe being in cahoots the whole time. And they wind up taking the egg, get the money, yada, 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 yada. Ryan Reynolds, while double crossing them anyway. Now all three of them are broke on a boat, and I need to figure out the next heist. Red, and they have all been Red noticed. If you don't know what Red Notice means, it means that you have been classified as the most wanted person in the world. I like this movie, guys. A whole lot of double-crossing in the movie. I like this movie a lot. We just watched Army of Thieves, and it was not heisty enough, and this movie had legitimate twists that I did not see coming. I was like, oh shoot, did not see that coming. A lot of twists. A lot of twists, man. I enjoyed it.
2: Their banter's fun. It was fun. I had problems with the movie in the first 10 minutes of it. It was so bad, in fact, that I was literally laughing myself off the chair. You have the best, second best thief in the world who is also subsequently an amazing artist forger, who is also subsequently an incredible parkourer, who subsequently is also one of the massive, baddest-ass martial artists you'll ever find, who subsequently can break out of any prison or environment. Who sub- I was like, are you effing kidding me? How many hashtags on this guy? Like this movie was so ridiculously unplausible within the first ten minutes of the movie that I found it hard to continue past. The wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Did you think a rock in Ryan Reynolds vehicle was gonna be plausible? Nah, you're right. Fun. This movie was sick. This is fast and the Furious, man. That's like going. It's unplausible. We can jump cars through buildings.
2: You're yeah, right. You're right. And that's what it felt like. It felt like a bootleg Fast and the Furious because the rock music. Wait, 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 wait. It's happened.
0: not. Wait, no. It's not a bootleg. That. fast and the Furious. They went to space.
2: Okay. This. Uh, is you're right. Fast you're right. Furious. I take that back. I retract that. It felt like a bootleg National Treasure movie. was it, it felt though? like a bootleg. Bootleg. This movie felt like every cooker cutty cutter scenario you could cram into one movie, crammed into one movie. And now let's give it a ridiculous cast. And let's give it an interesting name. Cool.
0: Jack, like you literally just commented on every
2: single movie that's Yeah, come that, out. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. there has been a lot of trash come out lately. Jack, you tripped. I ain't necessarily saying this movie straight trash. You're tripping. Rich, what did you think? Before we have
0: it, go, go at it.
1: I mean, and I'm going to say this. If you go into it with no type of expectations or, like, sense, I guess. I don't know. But, um, yeah, if you go into it anything like that, then, you know, it, it's a good watch.
2: Absolutely. Um, it was a
1: fun watch. But now, if you're sitting down looking at it, like, like first of all, like Jack said, the first 10 mo- minutes um, when he was parkouring through the scaffolding, And just randomly taking things apart and it was all falling apart. I'm just like, really? And then on top of that, the guards. Why why is that
2: not cool? There were guards on every level of that scaffold. Yes. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And you, my friend, probably know that scaffolding doesn't go together or untogether like that. You can't just pull a pin out of the whole thing falling apart. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You crazy? So, wait. You know that if you do this with this movie then I mean, you got to do this with every movie.
2: I'll do it. I'm willing to go down that so we, rabbit hole. So
0: we need to, like, every movie you watched where a, every bullet, single one where, where a bullet stopped at glass yep. <laughs> and the person was fine in the car, like
2: every yep. movie you watched.
0: Let's talk about do it. We'll do it. It.
2: Actually, let's, let's take a minute to talk about something that might have been more monumental than this movie. Rich, I noticed you have a dope t-shirt on today as well, my friend. Let's talk about that.
0: We're going to okay. stop the podcast real quick to do <laughs> Rich's t-shirt segment. Rich, what do you
1: got? Uh, it's the Mario, well, it's Heisenberg from Breaking Bad in Mario form. <laughs> yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, he's jumping there, got himself a little, uh, little vial of meth there. You
0: know? <laughs> and it's blue. It's in a blue beaker. Yeah. That, his, his brand of meth was blue. Well done, Rich. Bravo. That sure is freaking great. Foes. Now, back to Red Notice. You guys are tripping. This movie was fun. Let me tell you something. Venom, let there be carnage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shang-Chi, I'm watching all these movies and I'm watching the trailers getting excited. Red Notice gave me exactly what they promised me in the trailer. If you went in expecting anything beyond the trailer, that's on you and that's your fault. When you got Ryan Reynolds and The Rock ad-libbing like crazy, sprinting across Rome in loafers, and you're going in going, This isn't real. I'm like, I don't know what you try to watch. I don't know why you are this born identity or something.
2: At the end of almost every single scene, Ryan Reynolds ad libs the last line or something. And you can tell it's just straight off the cuff. Something some, ridiculous. Something some, I
1: appreciate that though. Some, some of, of them work. Some, Ryan some of them work,
2: some of them doesn't. Yeah, I felt nice. like here's where it felt cheap to me. I felt like there was no characterization. Everyone just showed up and they were just doing themselves. And listen, they're Why all charismatic people.
0: It's it's a comedy. It's 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 based off of their their improv and their rapport and the fun one line. Like that's what this is. It's like it's what Kevin Hart does. Oh. How is that
2: cheap? Oh. Oh, you're right then. This movie was great. You thought this was no, Christopher I Nolan? I don't <laughs> you thought know what this, I was. Yeah, you're, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking. This, this guy went into Yeah, a, you're right. You're right. You're right. You see, oh, the, guys, wait,
0: a, you see The Rock and Ryan Reynolds, and you're like, why so much ad living?
2: Like, what? Uh, do, you're right. Yeah, you said that. Uh, tripping. Yeah, this movie was great. So there's a whole lot of fluff, a whole lot of explosions. There's, a, there's a, uh, scaffolds that don't work like scaffolds. Everyone can parkour. Yeah. Now, this movie is great. What more can you ask for? You can't. And there was a moment where you, well, I ain't going to say that. But yeah, this movie is great. There
1: <laughs> was one moment in like probably like the end of the, f- the first 10 minutes where I rolled my eyes so hard and at the same time started clapping is when <laughs> The Rock got into the Porsche, the hybrid Porsche, I'm sorry, the electric Porsche and just knew how to start it. Mm-hmm. knew how to put it into drive and start driving, but then he got clapped by that ice cream truck. Dude, was like, yes. that was the
0: most brilliant thing I've seen in the movie probably all year. Like, There wasn't yeah. a bigger gap in expectation than the action star getting into an action car and getting hit by a bus. <laughs>
2: you know? yeah. I
1: was like, brilliant. yeah. I appreciate that. Brilliant. Actually, I love that
2: too. And there were a lot of good moments where the rock started doing this action stuff and then just got his ass handed to him, which was actually kind of nice.
0: What I loved in this movie, cause you know, in fast and furious, the rock Hobbs, just like got super strength. Like he's breaking yeah. the cast off of a broken arm. Like he's pushing. like he's doing things, holding and Hobbs and Shaw, like holding a helicopter with a chain with one arm. But in this movie, he doesn't have super strength. So like when, when Ryan Reynolds died through the scaffolding, and Fast and Furious, Rockwood just pushed it down. This one was like, oh, I got to go up the stairs. Like, I can't. Or like when Ryan Reynolds jumped on to, before you got in uh, the sports car, Ryan Reynolds jumped on like the, the, the little tent roof yeah. and the rock just yeah. like crashes through like a boulder.
2: <laughs> yeah, but but he also doesn't not have super strength because he jumped off a two-story building onto a roof that collapsed like a boulder. He also got hit by a bull. He was also in several car accidents. He was hit by a, he, a bazooka. Nah, had, the guy was borderline did actually have had, some super strength. He had
0: as much strength as everybody else did. He's, Which was considerable when you consider. His survival, his survival rate, it was consistent, where, like, before, they would make a thing out of his size. Where, where, like, in the prison, he just got yoked up by that dude, and that was it. It didn't turn into, like, the rock takes down the Because, pr- you know, back in the day, it would have been the rock versus the prison, and the rock would yeah, win. Yeah. And that's what I was expecting. I'm like, oh, here we go. All right, yeah, and he didn't. He just got punched in the face, and he went down. I'm like, I appreciate that. Like, this is the most human we've seen the rock in action movie, I think,
2: ever. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I can't necessarily argue that, with the exception that he was hit by a bull, fell off a two-story building, was in several car accidents, and survived a missile launcher attack.
0: Which is like everybody else, you know?
2: Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? can't, as long as it's, it's,
0: it's in this world, they're just built different than
2: us. Hella consistent. Just yeah. different than us,
0: you know? I guess. Uh Man, for me, like, I don't, like, I... I watched Shang-Chi yesterday and watched Red Notice today. And I did the I got, opposite. I'm like, to me, there's no way like Red Notice is not a better movie than Shang-Chi for me. Like, It, it knew exactly what it wanted to do. Well, I'd
2: say what's nice about it is, although it's still formulaic, it actually had room to breathe. Whereas Shang-Chi was so formulaic, it just had to stick to that trajectory once it was on it. You know, Red Notice, like you said, it jumped the shark a couple of times. It went from this genre to that genre. There's so many uh, double crosses. I actually really like the one when you find out. I love the line when he goes, Yeah, well, you know, there are two bishops on the chessboard. I was like, Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, that that's dope. Cool.
0: I felt this way in Army of Thieves where I wanted the heist to be smarter. And here, I'm not saying it's a smarter movie, but I did not see The Rock as being the bad guy because he's he hasn't been a bad guy in the movie. It may be 15 years, maybe.
2: Well, and by the end of it, you, what you come to realize is all the bad guys are the good guys. It's an anti-hero story. Mm-hmm. I mean, what the, I was the most confused when it turned Indiana Jones and The Rock was on the back of the car shooting at the cops. I was like, First of all, but this no, but is... How insane.
1: long have those bullets been in there? And they, they shouldn't what? be able
2: to Oh, work. come on. Wait, and that wait, car, that Rich, right. that, that car started right Some up.
1: Some things no, would have been sitting
2: minutes. on, it would have okay. been sitting on a flats.
0: Okay, you're right. That, well, that, that did
2: like, think about that. That, that well, was like... About, wait, I, wait, I, wait, and then they opened the, the bunker and I was like, there's no rust on there? It's literally in like a tropical forest. Ain't no rust right. in there from all the rain. What kind of
1: animantium were they using?
2: please yeah right and then the car the car though the car started right up the second crank you're right what gas what gas survives freaking 100 years
0: you're right oil you know what i have grenades
1: work everything worked everything everything. worked in that bunker you know guns
2: i was like what and then and then everyone's just stressed about one little egg please (laughs) you know how many billions of dollars were in that vault and then wait wait okay it's fine Gal Goodo shows up and you're like, all right, what? Later, that's a pass because you find out that they're actually working together the whole time. Cool, fine. But then the cop shows up too? I was like, what the hell kind of like Scooby-Doo mystery case people running the after The cop was following. Okay,
0: I appreciated this so much because like what you just said, Jack, some of the holes that were bigger holes for me, like I don't care if the car started up, reasons. This is, how, how, this is still like... This is a movie this is more movie than movies are ever movie It's like the 80s where things do start up lights do turn on in abandoned places it just does it's like the 80s movies but I appreciated like because I was always like how is God like always there that, oh like, you that needed that you
2: needed that you needed the that double reverse was great but how was yeah. the cop always there
0: I'm okay because since they solved my bigger issue I'm <laughs> like I don't care nah, Let the, cop be there. the answer to that. let the cop be <laughs> there. Or like, why? and I kept thinking to myself, I know you're a marksman, but why are you shooting at the
2: cops? And I'm like, yeah, of course you are. No, I'm saying I, that you needed that. You needed was- that. And, and they had planted the seeds for that to pay off, that payoff to be right. And they planted the seed that Ryan Reynolds, as an, as an
0: actor, the characters he plays, are always like unreliable narr- narrators. But we always trust every character. The Rock is every play. They, they played on the fact that we think we knew who these guys play in every movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think if it was any other actor, we might have figured out he's in on it. But since it was The Rock, like, there's just no way. There's no that's way. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Which is brilliant, too. That's smart. That, mm-hmm. As a producer, director, that's smart. It's like, they'll never see it. What are we doing here? I'm <sighs>
1: Like I said, if you go in there like not knowing anything, it's a fun watch. I'll give you that. But if you're like really looking at it, like wait a, like the scaffolding, there's no way. Rich Ryan Reynolds Reynolds is giving you the ban.
0: He's giving you the banter you've always dreamed of. And I enjoyed the banter. Love the banter. I enjoyed the banter. When he said I love you, when he said I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. When he said you're wearing a hairnet, you're bald. Like I hysterical. Just, the brilliance <laughs> that was hysterical. I, and it's like dead Deadpool 2, man. Like not all of them are gonna land because they're machine gun firing them, but the ones that land,
1: oh, they're good. Yeah, oh, man.
0: And Gall, I was I was more concerned for her because I haven't seen her do comedies like that, and she's in here with two guys who we know can riff, and I thoroughly enjoyed her. I thought she was. Fun and charming, and like she, 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 what that role was supposed to be it was like perfect. It's perfect,
2: yeah. This the the setup for the movie. So essentially, what happens if this wasn't depicted well in Lawrence's breakdown is the backdrop of the film is a really, really, really incredibly wealthy person wants to collect all three of these Cleopatra eggs to give as a wedding present to the daughter-in-law, and so. Gal, the Bishop character, who is actually two people, Gal and The Rock, do a Ponzi scheme, essentially, to get Ryan Reynolds involved because they know he knows the whereabouts of the third egg, which is a mystery to the rest of the Hello World. And so the whole thing's just an elaborate thing at the end of the day to trick him into telling them where the third egg is, which was actually really brilliant at the end of it to see it play out.
0: Smarter than... I will say... The end of Act Two, yes, it got wonky. The watch, the Hitler's lair, the Indiana Jones is where it oh, felt I like.
1: God about the watch, like how are you going to break the watch and
0: all you just see something? You
1: see a clue there across the room.
0: There was just too much coincidence happening at once towards one thing. Like as an audience member, we'll give you one coincidence or two, but like you so happen to be in there, you threw the watch, you found and the, the whole key. thing
2: turned into Tomb Raider National Treasure in an instant
0: and lost heist not even just the heist the way the rock was chasing after ryan reynolds when he was doing the parkour stuff it was so effortful it was like you felt him sweating like it was hard going after this guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: that wasn't the same real world application to physicality than the end the end <laughs> completely different it's like you're leaping from car to car whereas before you struggled to chase this guy up a flight of stairs and that that didn't, that that it did jump a little bit it jumped the dolphin, not the shark. It just jumped a little dolphin for me. Just a little dolphin, a little bit baby oh. guppy. A little more than a guppy. It's a little guppy, Jack. It wasn't like a great white shark. You know,
2: I mean, it jumped. No, nah, you're right. I mean, because up to that point, he still was hit by a bull, run over uh, in several car wrecks, shot with a rocket I say, launcher. I say the
0: bull part. The rocket launcher was like, all right, I'll give you one. The bull was like, oh, man, okay. All right, fine. I guess, okay. Yeah, that rocket launcher was like, wait a minute.
1: Rocket launcher that locks on doesn't work. It's not going to go through the door of the helicopter. It's going to go No, to the no. Engine.
0: We saw that, and we've seen that a million times. We can't call a flag on this movie unless it, we call a flag on. My issue, though, was, I'll say this since I like the movie. I'll say my, uh, a big issue I had was um, when he gets his balls electrocuted, <laughs> which I love, <laughs> which I love. What? downtown (laughs) she starts singing it it was brilliant but the effect of how painful that is is completely erased once you're blown up and you're fine like getting electrocuted only works in a movie if after that is death but if getting like getting blown up and hit by a bull getting electrocuted is like a it's like a tuesday it's like nothing electrocute me it's fine i'm about to like walk off being crushed by a bull and blown up by a missile launcher.
2: So then what was the problem? Because that was the ramifications. She literally strapped onto his nuts, hit him with 200 something volts of electricity. <laughs> and with the irony of it is at the end of the day, we find out that they're in a relationship. So you're like, what are you really trying to do to him?
0: Listen, and what I loved about it at the end was like when she was like, because I assumed, I'm like, okay, she didn't really electrocute him. That part was fake. That's what I was, what like, I was no, thinking, no. too. No, she was like, no, that part was real. He's like, I don't want to. She's like, it's fine. <laughs> and <she> started, <laughs> I liked it. She's singing downtown like he knows she's going to do it. And then she slips him the key. And I thought that was so stupid. What do you mean all these random gunshots magically hit your cuff? Oh, she slipped you the key. Man, this movie's kind of cool. Yeah,
2: so she's still... Nad does nuts, man. Mel Gibson got it, didn't Mel? Man, no. Yeah, but Mel Gibson played played the injury. Dog. He be not listen. He be not playing his injuries. Daniel Craig got bushwhacked
0: in the balls, and James and
2: and Daniel Craig was in a rehabilitated wheelchair for like months after. But then he had sex with his like doctor. In like a month, he's still James Bond, but it was a month later. <laughs> this guy walking around with like no, laser nuts. No,
0: no. That dude took rocks <laughs> to that dude's testicles. <laughs> 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 wow. Month yeah. later, Bond is loving on some woman like nothing happened.
2: But he didn't do nothing for a month. And that this was- guy wait. Wait. was literally walking away moments after getting but let's laser nuts.
0: But, <laughs> but that Bond movie was set in the real world. It wasn't supposed to be fantastical. It was like, this is like a gritty, real Bond. Come on, man. And he definitely got chair whacked several times. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So I'm saying if I watch this movie like I would watch any other movie, it gets wonky at the end, but it's a freaking good time.
2: Yeah. Freaking good time. It's a good time.
0: It's a good freaking time. Yo, if they get Kevin Hart in the next one,
2: come on,
1: man. (laughs) What What would... Kevin Hart be? Would he be the he'll be, would...
0: he'll be Kevin Hart? I don't know what to do. It doesn't matter what he's gonna do. He's just gonna be in there saying all, all types of crazy stuff. Oh,
1: Kevin Hart has a serious um movie coming on Netflix in a couple of weeks, I believe.
0: It does. Uh, I wonder how that's gonna play out. With Wesley Snipes, I'm interested. Yeah. Mm. If Idris Elba was in this instead of The Rock, would you, you would just... you have would you have saw the double cross a mile away?
2: Yeah. He's got too he's much gravitas
1: because he's black the rock's black rich no well he's not black black
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna abstain from this part of the conversation
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's good i know what he means that's why it's funny
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know what he's saying
0: well that's our double feature i hope you enjoyed it (laughs) I think it's time for some recommendations.
2: Recommendations.
1: Gurren Lagann or Tengen Tapa Gurren Lagann. Um, it's like a post-apocalyptic human race has been forced underground. One guy comes across a mech, specifically the head of a mech, um, gets the key and makes their way above ground in which she finds the rest of the mech and now he's like fighting people who control the surface, which are beastmen Mm. right so now they're fighting mechs and pretty much boils down to you get the whole reason why the human race is is underground while the beastmen rule the surface and actually space also and then you know it's just like coming of age of a hero from going from a a teenager to a man and pretty much the the hero of the human race so geron logan Uh, my second, which is a sci-fi drama, uh, gun, um, mobile suit Gundam, iron-blooded orphan. This one is, um, you got a, you got a bunch of orphans who they work for the government or they work for a corporation, pretty much earn their keep. Um, they got special implants in their back that allowed to operate machinery and they come across an ancient, um, an ancient mobile suit, which, uh, one, one guy in particular was uh, able to resonate with it. And he pretty much sets off a hole with him and his partner who they vowed to be like the top of the corporation and just of the organization. And they're pretty much fighting their way up the ranks. And, uh, yeah, he gets pulled his suit. They work their way up the ranks. Um, major characters die like very like heartfelt deaths. And yeah, man, like it's a good watch. It's a great watch. Mm-hmm. Fooly Cooly FLCL. It's a bit of a comedy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wacky. That's all I want to say to it It's the wacky, it's the fun watch. Uh, pick it up. Uh, you got 86. 86 is you have a group of people. You got two sects. You got the elite class, and you got the lower class. They, they're not even considered human. They're considered the 86. Uh, they fight the wars. There's, there's a war going on with another nation. That nation is pretty much they put necks out to fight. And the upper class they believe that their fighting forces are also mechs, but they 're actually people in the mech suits. Oh so one of the commanders find out about this, and she 's a brand new commander. she finds out about this, and she she tries to connect with the the unit in which she commands and uh, yeah it's a pretty good pretty good watch. people again people people die in that one, pretty key people, and it 's pretty a uh, pretty good watch and a classic that I used to watch on Adult Swim. The Big O. The Big O, you have a a Dabeneer gentleman in a mech named The Big O, and he's pretty much going around trying to unlock the erased memories of the human race. Go out there and watch him. Get into it.
0: Get into it, man. Rich just gave y'all some homework to do, man. Awesome pulls, man. I hope you guys enjoy the show because we enjoy doing it, and we will be back Same bad time, same bad channel. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Like, subscribe, leave a review. We are here because we're just a bunch of dudes who forgot to grow up. We love talking about this stuff.
1: See you next time.
2: Peace.
1: Later.